0: Shalom. I'm Minister Dr. Cynthia Marie Whitley, but I'm not your conventional minister. The name of this podcast is Be Aware. Be aware of your thoughts. Each week, we will review self-realization tips using primarily biblical references through storytelling. I started to discuss the topic of peace and had already researched several verses, but I changed my mind and decided to bring up the topic of imagination again. I had fallen into a mental trap, thus leading to physical predicaments that I wasn't before. It took me back to when my husband first began to fall ill. He was an excellent truck driver with excellent pay, which led him to work at night for a few extra dollars. We had moved to the suburbs, in quotes, of Cambria Heights, queens, hoping for a better life for our growing family, especially our up and budding teens. At this point, we had six children. The improvements we anticipated proved to be contrary to our imagination. Although the neighborhood was cleaner, the youth that my young teens started to hang with attended the same high schools as the teens we were trying to. Avoid in Brooklyn. In fact, my teen, at first through his imagination, was of the same culture as the teens I was trying to protect him from. Needless to say, trouble had a powerful presence, and my baby boy could not escape it. I received three to four calls from the police station before the devastating news of his incarceration which led to a felony. Working nights affected my husband's health because his sleep was reduced to maybe four hours a day. Besides diligently pursuing his dream of being a martial artist and becoming a Hall of Fame recipient, there just wasn't enough sleep and it took a negative toll on his health. And being of the generation that did not take care of our health and avoiding the doctors because of generational mistrust did not help. We were baby boomers. He started to lose his equilibrium and began to have too many driving accidents, one involving a fatality that was too much for him to bear emotionally. He became a risk. the trucking industry and could no longer secure a job driving trucks. Driving trucks afforded us a good income along with my salary as a teacher, but without his income, I didn't see how I could pay the mortgage and all the responsibilities that came along with keeping up a home, averaging over $3,000 a month. I just couldn't see or imagine myself taking care of the expenses alone. How could a girl from the project, with the mentality of the project, continue to pretend, pretend to afford this, that style of living? In retrospect, I see how I could have now, but I couldn't then. We agreed to move back to a seven-room flat in Brooklyn allowing our housing costs to decrease by about $2,000. I was fearful that we would lose the house, so we sold it quickly and moved. The place was big enough, but the neighborhood's standard standards was lower than in Cambria Heights. I didn't have to worry about my baby boy's participation in the group mentality of the youth, which seemed so prevalent and in your face for a while because he managed to get locked up in the system. It was a devastating time because he missed a final chapter of his beloved father's life. And that, too, had an effect on him mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. We were heartbroken because we couldn't take care of of our baby boy. Together, we couldn't protect him from the system, and I believe my husband felt like a failure, and for a while, I did too. After a year later, my husband accepted a job as a school bus driver, and his salary was drastically reduced. It seemed to be pennies on a dollar. I appreciated his effort and prayed that I would not make it a problem in our relationships since we had lowered our standards of living. He died very shortly after us moving back to Brooklyn of liver cancer. I cried after leaving Cambria Heights and held on as long as I could. By visiting the cleaners and shopping at the supermarkets, I just couldn't see how I could do without it. Fast forward to 15 years later. After watching what I would call a silly show, I got a glimpse of the mistake I made when I moved, because I couldn't imagine taking on what seemed like an unimaginable expense. I could see now that I could have changed my vision and, in quote, the poor mentality that I had. I needed to stretch my imagination. Recently, I created a project as a requirement of my doctorate program for African-American teens. started out with boys but I made it also for girls. I was concerned about the many disparities that they face and the undue anguish that is imposed upon them from all the systems here in America including in many cases family disparities and the justice system in America. The first programs were virtual because of COVID-19. My desire, and now my intention, is to have a brick-and-mortar facility where I can invite teens and the people who love them into an atmosphere of love and acceptance. I've been sitting on my hands because, like before, when I didn't stay in my home in Cambria Heights, I couldn't imagine covering the expense of having a place or facility in particular like a youth center, to house the program. How can I afford it, became the burning question and thought. After entertaining myself with this cable series and watching the characters rehearse thoughts of poverty time after time, I mean every episode was about how poor they was, I began to see my situation clearly, my new situation. Many times I have had $20,000 in my hands and spent it whichever way I did. I could do it again with different intentions this time. With the sum of $20,000 to $30,000, I could secure a place to take care of my precious teens who would benefit from my I Can Breathe program, which offers them tools to recognize the power that lives inside of themselves, and combat the woes of society that are constantly hurling their opinions and negative points of views upon their sacred imagination, much like the Pied Piper of Hamlin, a children's story which influences and shape the lives of every move of the teens in that town. That's what the Pied Piper did. I can make this move and pray and find the revenue to open my facility. I also just bought one of my 20 grandchildren the book, The Little Engine That Could, by Wadi Piper, whose main idea was that even if you are little, like a child, or mentally think you are too small to have your desires or move mountains, you can. I can. If I or you have to re-